0: The Chiefs are still in it for the number one seed. How do they start down that road here coming out of the bye? We're going to tell you about that, where they're going, and how they get there. Welcome to Locked On Chiefs. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Hey, 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 don't look now. (laughs)
1: it is going to be a little bit of a different scenario with Kansas City coming back after the bye from this week uh and one thing we do need to talk about game ongoing with the Chargers and the Broncos looks like the Broncos are probably going to hold on to win uh but one thing when it comes to Kansas City that we need to discuss are they going to bring back Kyle Long because they have to make that decision by Wednesday at the latest
0: yeah I mean we'll we'll see I without hearing a peep, I'm a little bit reluctant to think that they will, but Mm -hmm. they've surprised us in the past and kept things under wraps. So we'll never know. But if he's there to help them as they start off from the bye, it's going to be a a really interesting and and lucky situation for him coming off of an injury, because right now the NFL has fallen asleep and allowed the chiefs to get back in this for the number one seed. They are, have four losses on this season. Every division leader in the AFC, except for the Baltimore Ravens, who have only played 10 games to this point, have four losses. Ravens are a half game ahead at only three losses. At this point, yes, there's tiebreakers involved. There's all that. But the Chiefs control their destiny now. With If they can just get a game lead and New England, Tennessee, and Baltimore should fall to a five-loss situation – The Chiefs then become the number one seed. And it's not that far out of the realm of possibility. Um, I think the the Patriots are playing pretty well. The Titans are playing pretty bad. Uh, The Ravens have not been exactly burning it up lately. So I think there's a heavy possibility that we could see the Chiefs as the top seed by the time it all is said and done in week 17.
1: It's possible. I will say this. uh, The Patriots tiebreaker is going to be curious uh, because if they stay in number one, seed in their co- in their division, then they become the number one seed. Uh, and I'm not sure how that would play out with Kansas City if they both have four losses. Um, my guess is New England would win that because their conference ret- record has got to be better than Kansas City's at this point Yep, uh, already in the season. Buffalo obviously beat Kansas City, but they are behind the Patriots right now, so we'll see how that shakes out. Cincinnati Bengals absolutely slaughtered the Steelers. Uh, that was an interesting game, but really what it comes down to for me is the Tennessee Titans, who we thought looked like one of the best teams in football three weeks ago. Uh, they're down A.J. Brown. They're down Julio Jones. They're down Derrick Henry. They're all on IR right now. Yeah,
0: and and unfortunately for the Chiefs, they chose, uh, <laughs> or it worked out that way, that they lost to a bunch of AFC teams early in the mm-hmm. season, and unfortunately, any tiebreaker, if it comes to that, if they didn't have a head-to-head matchup, it's going to come to that if if they split, say, the, the Chargers comes down to a tie or something like that. Uh, they're going to lose all the tiebreakers because of that conference record. So it really is just about taking it from them and maintaining your, your gusto right now and allow other teams to fall the way because I'm not convinced any of them are going to be able to maintain and end the season with only four losses, whereas I think that the Chiefs have – chance of finishing with the same four losses that they have now.
1: That's interesting. I think that they have a 50-50 chance of getting close to having four losses. I still think they drop one throughout the rest of the year, but uh, the Bengals game to me is going to be one of those that's going to be very interesting. I do think that the Broncos beating the Chargers shows that the Chargers aren't necessarily near as good as people think that they are uh, because the Broncos really still haven't had a great – quarterback play yet and I think that they're going to need that to beat Kansas City. We'll find out in a week when they play on Sunday night football, which surprisingly enough, becomes a very important game for Kansas City and Denver, uh, which I didn't expect when they actually flexed the game.
0: Yeah, I was a little I, I was uh Surprise. surprised actually. Yeah, me I too. I didn't think they'd they'd go that direction. But and we're gonna talk about this game all week long, folks. Um wanna let you know have something special for you. I talked with Mike Burton, the Chiefs fullback. He's going to be on with us tomorrow. You will hear that portion of the audio. First half of it has aired on RGR Football. You can check that out over on the channel. But uh, we'll have that for you tomorrow. Matt will be back on Wednesday. We'll have the crossover on Thursday, and we will get you ready for that game on Friday. But it's all rolling into the... There's plenty to talk about. But right now today, you saw, like you said, the Chargers have kind of taken a step back. Well, the Broncos have actually taken a step forward, in my opinion. They mm-hmm. ran the ball well against the Chargers. Their defense stood up. Pat Sertan is the player we all thought he was, or at least I did. Um, so, like, it's not as much of a of an easy roller game like it may have looked a couple of weeks ago. And particularly now the Flex looks smarter to me.
1: Yeah, and I'm not going to say it's a roller game. I just think that Kansas City is in a position to still beat the Broncos. They have – I still think the best quarterback in football, although he hasn't played at played to that level at times this season, uh, and I think that that is going to be something that Denver's going to struggle with is is be able to stop them. Uh, we'll see how they deal with Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey coming off a of bye week, and Clyde Edwards-Alaire will be healthy, and you're still looking at Josh Gordon still needing to get going. I do think that they're going to get this offense going after the bye.
0: Yeah, and we're going to get into all that, and I know that I'll be watching that game. It might be on a computer. It might be on a TV. It might be on a tablet or even on my phone if things get really hairy, but I am comfortable with that because I know that I'm going to be covered. I can stream it from anywhere with any of my shows or anything else that I want to see. It's not just the sports. It's all of your online entertainment. It's super easy with RecTV Stream. It brings it all live and on demand, all together, all at once. For your favorite sports, movies, TV shows, and any special events that you can get on there as well. They put it all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes or searching for them. No need to buy another device ever again. And the best thing is there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter, get rid of the confusion, and get all of your TV and viewing experiences together in one place on DirecTV Stream. You can learn more about it at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device is required, and content does vary by package. Varying by package is going to be a challenge here because I think the Chiefs need to pick up where they left off and really take advantage of the momentum they have and vary the packages. Hit some people with some new things that they have to study up on.
1: Yeah, and you're going to be going into a game against the Broncos where they are coming off a very hard-fought divisional game. So then they had a lot of injuries in the first quarter. Teddy Bridgewater came back, so it looks like he will be good for the next game. but. They have injuries on their offensive line. That's not going to be good for going up against this Chiefs unit who has a very good pass rush at three different positions right now and four if you can't Jerron Reed.
0: Yeah, and that's that's fair enough. It's going to be a challenge. On, on the offensive side of the ball, that will be the test. The, the Chiefs, as much as they've gotten on a roll lately and you feel like they're moving, uh, and you guys will hear some of this from Mike Barton tomorrow, it's still not the output, the totals that you want, right? Mm-hmm. Even 19 against the Cowboys. This Broncos defense is still for real. They got Bradley Chubb back, and I think that did make a, def- uh, a difference for them on this defense. But clearly, their secondary is stepping up. They still have Simmons. Uh, Sertan's coming into his own at this point. Doesn't mean he can turn around with Tyreek Hill, but it means that if they play back in dedicated zone coverage, that he's the type of guy that can take the ball away. If Patrick is it very methodical with his delivery, in my opinion?
1: Well, and it's going to be very curious to me to see how Patrick responds after this bye week because you have to believe that he went in and saw what he did in that Cowboys game, and he's going to come back with a vengeance for the second half. You know of all the things he does, he is very methodical in the way he studies the game, the way he studies the tape, and he is very methodical in watching his own tape and figuring out what he can do better with a week off and sitting there with Mike Kafka and Chad Henney and i'm sure andrew was involved as well and maybe even eric bienemy they're going to figure out how to get this thing back on track at least even better than what it was and you know it was enough to win the game it was enough to get things going with the script early on but they need to be better than they were
0: yeah ab- absolutely there's no way around that i think that they can i think that they need to emphasize a couple of things i need think they need to expand a couple of things they got the run game going um, not just on the ground between the tackles, although that was working as well as the past Mm -hmm. game, they have to continue to emphasize that, especially against a defense that wants to come downhill, that wants to give up those zones. And that's exactly what the Denver Broncos are.
1: Yeah. And I think that they need to get that good. I I like what you said about the ground game. I know that we're on different sides of the fence on that normally, uh, but Kansas city has shown that if they can get the ground game going, that will give them the opportunity to take shots downfield. And it's, Pick your poison. It's it's really what it's going to be with this Kansas City offense. And I lo- really liked what I saw from Mahomes at different times in the past couple of games. And I can't remember the exact game it was, but there was a shot play where it was, uh, I think, a second and two or, or a third and two or something where Mahomes saw he had Tyree killed one-on-one, and he knew he was going there to begin with. It was a 30-yard completion, and you're sitting there going, well, all they needed was two yards. If you're going to give Mahomes that opportunity on the third down, he should take it. I mean, that's, you know, you live in – this team doesn't have to live and die by the long ball, but if they're ever going to give them opportunities, you take the opportunities and you just live with the results. I think this Chiefs defense is good enough to stop the Denver Bronco offense. Uh, I do not expect them to score close to 30 points next week. We'll get into that next Friday or this coming Friday, sorry. But I do think Kansas City's offense is going to have a challenge to get over 25 points. Because his Denver defense is very good, and they haven't played to their potential yet so far this year.
0: Yeah, you're right. And that brings me back to they're good on the edges, and they're good deep, right? Mm-hmm. Um, with Simmons patrolling the the deep secondary, I think that's that's significant. So not only running between the tackles and the, the lower-level passes to the backs, especially behind the line of scrimmage, the other thing that I think right now this week as they start to install, is you got to get not just Travis Kelsey involved. I think they have to start looking at Noah Gray as a pass catcher. I know they peppered him in. He's had more snaps last couple of, of games, but I think this has got to be the point where they haven't seen him. They're saving it here for the divisional games and use him as a as a mid tier weapon. I'm not talking about you know, like a, a three yard dump off, he can exploit linebackers, particularly the Broncos linebackers on the seams and, and some of the shallow crossers at like eight to 12 yards. I think that's really the range that they want to look at him in.
1: Yeah. I think that that would be good for them to be able to do that. I also will say, uh, I know we're talking about this game. I just want to throw out there. It is, does look like it's official Denver is actually beat the chargers at this point. So we can say that Kansas City has sole possession of first place in the AFC West. And Denver is coming to town off a win against the Chargers. So I think that that's going to play into things as well. The question is, like I said earlier, who's going to be healthy for the Broncos because they suffered some injuries early. If you can get the running game going, if you can get Noah Gray going, I still am of the opinion that they need to get Josh Gordon going. And I don't care what you do. If you're Andy Reed, I think you have to put three, maybe two or three plays in the first 15 that are trying to go to Josh Gordon and target him. Because if you don't get him going in this game, more than likely you're not going to get him going the rest of the season. You have to take a approach of getting him going, getting him into the offense so you can use him throughout the rest of the year and the playoffs.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's got to be a priority, a concerted effort to draw plays that work for him, that help your offense, that take the pressure off McCole Harden, who played his lowest snap count of the season last time. I think that that can pay off not just in getting Josh going, hopefully, but also in distracting people, uh, particularly the the coordinators uh, in the defenses that are coming in coming weeks to have to pay attention to him and kind of artificially just through the tape review, like pull some attention over that that they have to prepare for some of the wrinkles that they should have in place for Josh Gordon.
1: Yeah, and if you use him to his best of, the, of his abilities, get him in some short slants. Get him the ball out quick. You don't have to have huge plays with Josh Gordon. You just have to get him involved and get the offense running through him enough to where the defense is going to have to account for him because as soon as they do, that gives you three targets on the offensive side that are going to scare defenses, and they're going to have shift, shift coverages from what they've been doing with Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill to also account for Josh Gordon, and that will open
0: things up for everybody else. Yeah, I, I agree. They, they just got to go and do it and, and make him their first priority. And we would thank you guys for making us your first listen today. Check out some of the other shows on the Locked On Network, including the Locked On NFL Draft Show. I appreciate that. And, you know, hopefully Josh is hungry as well.
1: Yeah, I hope he is hungry. And our friends over at Bill Bar are having a fantastic sale right now. Cyber Monday is here. And built.com is a place to aim your mouse. You get at least 20% off everything delicious and healthy. That's 20% off site wide and even bigger discounts on built boost, broth, and built swag. A brand new built bar flavor has just landed in time for Cyber Monday Caramel Almond Delight. And it deserves, delivers everything it promises. Caramelized chocolate, check. Almonds, check. Delightful, double check. Be sure to get yours before they're gone. 150 calories, 17 grams of protein. And this season, maybe you're craving white chocolate for a limited time. Get a new special Built Bar Puffs flavor white chocolate cheesecake. the Yummy protein treat filled with marshmallow center covered in white chocolate. 140 calories, 17 grams of protein. Just a season to save and to get your taste buds the gift of Built Bar. Go to Built.com and get these incredible tasting new bars and 20% off everything. Head to Built.com and enter lock. 20 before it's too late
0: yeah because it goes back to 15 here next week folks
1: it does actually it'll go back up to 15 after monday yeah thanksgiving weekend was a lot of fun a lot of football to watch and there are going to be some prop bets that's uh people probably wish that they would have done uh especially maybe a uh potential uh huge move with a Sooners coach that is going on right now Nothing goes better with football than turkey and betting. BetOnline has covered all holiday season, more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this Thanksgiving. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with promo code locked on to receive your bonus. It's not just football. BetOnline has pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, and everything else that you want to bet on. Maybe the uh, Oklahoma Sooners are going to be looking for a new coach soon, and maybe you want to go make a bet on that. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. BetOnline, we're stuffed with deals for this Thanksgiving.
0: And folks, if you want a little commentary, we will have something on the change there, particularly for Jackson Dart at USC uh, on the draft show this week. Uh,
1: it's a huge deal if if uh, Lincoln Riley, which it sounds like he is headed to USC. So, you know, it also sounds like OU wants to look at the Cardinals coach. So that could have some interesting repercussions for the NFL.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure I see any of that coming, but Hey, you know, you never exactly know what's going to happen, but if you're Andy Reid, you've done your homework and you know what you're going to do when it comes down to uh, coming off the bye. This is kind of his thing. This is the magic part of the season. It allows them to get off to a hot start in the second half, something that they have to have. And, And like we talked about in the first segment, There's a rare opportunity here where everyone else that has been games and games ahead of them, uh, we have back-to-back losses by the Tennessee Titans, who were the number one seed here a couple of weeks ago. And to see that fall apart and allow the Chiefs back in, all they have to do is keep the hammer down, keep being creative, and take advantage of that. Everyone else, I think, will end up with a loss. If they can run this table, I do believe they will be the number one. But it comes back to attack your division. And as good as Denver's playing... And as as wounded as the Chargers look here, I have to think that Chargers still are a complex and and troublesome matchup, particularly Mike Williams. But this is a rare chance I didn't think they were going to have five weeks ago.
1: I don't think anybody thought they were going to have this opportunity five weeks ago. And Kansas City is in a position where they have to take advantage of it, and they have the ability to take advantage of it. And the biggest thing that is going to help them, yes, Tennessee is falling, but New England coming alive is also helping them because that is putting New England right now ahead of the Buffalo Bills. And I'm not so sure that the Buffalo Bills will beat New England when they play. New England is playing fantastic football and Mac Jones is playing well as well.
0: Yeah. yeah, I honestly feel that like it's, it's more of a fall off from the bills than the uptick from the Patriots, but that that's me. Uh, we won't know until we know, and they, they have head to head matchups. We're going to see a lot of that coming, but this all sets up for, like we talked about the offense and lack segment, what they have to see from this defense. And there's been a lot of improvement. You cannot deny that. Now it's about sustainability. And it's about making sure that you get continual output. And quite frankly, I want to remind everybody, I don't want to be the you know, the negative Nancy here, but let's remember, if there's an injury to anyone on the front four, because this is their front four, this is the the group that's getting it done they have an injury and fall apart, it allows the double teams to change. It allows a lot more attention to be placed on them, and I think it negates a lot of the impact that they've had recently. So for me, it's all about keeping those four guys healthy.
1: Yeah, and I think that they're playing very well, and I think that you have to continue to hope that they play well and they stay healthy, and I think that they have the opportunity to get better. The bye week, like I said, is coming at, the, at, a, at a great time for them. So uh, I think that if you continue to look at the defense, I think that they're on the right – uh trajectory i guess is the right word to say
0: yeah i mean so. we've seen lingering injuries uh with with naughty with reed uh on the back side mm-hmm. you know Cheverus has been fighting something for a while sneed's been on the injury report though he's continually played um Tyron obviously Matthew. we're, we're, right matthew's a little bit wore down it seems to me and then we have the big question mark and fenton so there's a lot that can come and we should know on Wednesday what the injury situation is folks we will pass that along. Um, I don't know the practice schedule this week yet. I haven't seen the release when I do, we might have something for you tomorrow a little bit as well. So keep an eye out on that.
1: Yeah. And I think that's my guess is based on the pat on the way that they've done things in the past, I would imagine Kansas City is going to have some kind of walkthrough on Tuesday. Probably won't really have a practice until Wednesday. Uh, and we may get some information on Tuesday as to who is going to be available for this game. I would imagine that most of the injuries that came out of the game against uh, you know, the Dallas Cowboys or anything before that should probably be healed by the time they come back. I would expect that Lucas Niang is able to come back uh, and start again at this point because you would think that after as much time as he's had off, plus the extra two weeks for the bye week, uh, I would think he should be ready to go.
0: Knock on wood, I certainly hope so. <laughs>
1: I love how you're knocking on your head. Makes a lot of sense, though.
0: That's the way that it goes, right? I mean, you never know. Like, we know that there was a hamstring thing for Clyde, and then it ended up being an MCL thing as well. Like, we know that something's bothering Lucas's knee. It could be something complicated as well. So, like, I hope so, but there's no guarantee. And if if that doesn't resolve itself here, then moving forward with Wiley and Remmers. Remmers is on IR. He'll be back eventually, though, is is my point. And that brings us, like this decision, that brings Mm -hmm. us back to if Lucas Yang isn't ready to go and you have Wiley, who's played decent for a couple of games, it comes back that decision on long. I don't see an opportunity for Long to play in a guard. So is it worth bringing him back and reactivating him at tackle, really? Because that would be the place most likely for him to see reps. Yeah.
1: And is he going to be better than Andrew Wiley? And that's a big question for me because uh, one, he hasn't played in a couple of years, actual real football. Yeah. He played in the preseason, but not really enough. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, or at least, I guess he didn't even really play in preseason. So he's been out for a long time. So you would think that it's going to take time for him to get back into the swing of football. And that maybe why we haven't heard anything so far, but, we will know by Wednesday whether or not he's going to be activated to this roster. If he's activated, then he can come back and he can play. Uh, and who knows if they'll use him or not. He could end up being the next guy up after Andrew Wiley. But you're right. He's not going to be playing at guard. Uh, I would say Trey Smith has that position locked up. And obviously, Joe Tooney has the other position locked up. So you're not going to be giving him that position. So if he's going to play, it's going to be a right tackle.
0: Yeah, I I would think so as well. I'm really eager to see, and folks, same thing. We should hear about that earlier in the week. Um, they have what they have till midday on Friday. Actually, to activate him, right?
1: No, 21 day window is over.
0: Ah, okay, so it so, will be. Yeah, when... I
1: believe it's either no, it's either Tuesday or Wednesday. I'm not exactly sure if the 21 day window starts when he actually starts practicing, or if it's when they say that they're going to activate him. Okay. So it could either be Tuesday or it could be Wednesday, but we'll know by Wednesday whether or not he's going to be active this year.
0: And I think that will tell you something about the status of Lucas Niang, and we'll update with you with all of that. Like I said, tomorrow Mike Burton is coming on to the show. Wednesday you'll see Matt Derrick. Uh, Thursday you're going to get a dose, I'm guessing, of Cody Rourke from the That'd Lockdown Broncos show. Um, you guys know him a lot. He's done a lot of the um, the network shows for – Locked on the NFL, so check that out. As well as Friday, we'll be back to preview this matchup with the Denver Broncos. Welcome to the Divisional Games. Hope you guys enjoyed your holiday, Chris. I hope you enjoyed yours as well. Yeah,
1: I hope you did as well. I, it was a good time, and uh, obviously not ever enough time off, but it is what it is. And we will get back to the swing of things this week, and hope you enjoyed. everybody enjoyed their time off. And uh, thank you for allowing us to have our free day on Thursday. Yes. And if you didn't, you need to go back and check out Mark Schofield's uh, episode on Friday. We talked a lot about Patrick
0: Mahomes. Yeah, QB breakdown from the, the QB guy. Mm-hmm. I think you guys will dig that. Thank you for checking us out. Check that one out as well. we'll